Okay. So we've got four of us. We can do a four-part um, barber shop quartet. Okay. Um, so somebody's have to gonna, gonna have to give me a note. <sighs> I think that just got me. Let's mm. try and see. Oh Jesus, that was horrible. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the UGVM podcast. I'm your host Andy Kavner but you can call me DK and with me today are Zoe. I don't want to stay up for another three hours. <laughs> and Luffer. Hi guys. And Tubes. Okay I think I think <laughs> That's beautiful. All, so all, all of your speech is going to be uh, in the form of music yes? Yes. No. Well in that case mine's going to be interpretive dance. Well that'll work. Um, <laughs> our, li- our listener did complain about the lack of banjo on this podcast I don't think they did um, <coughs> I think there was already too much Okay, anyway So, with um, with E3, a distant memory Remember E3? That was a long time ago At least three hours ago um, Is there any news worth mentioning? Um, quite a lot of Switch news I noticed So we'll start with something not Switch related uh, Zoe uh, yeah, so this is my favourite piece of news of the year. In fact, it might be my favourite piece of news of any year. Uh, you'll probably all remember Aliens Colonial Marines, uh, that game that everybody saw a demo of and it looked really, really nice. Everybody got very excited and then it came out and it was hilariously broken. Yes. Uh, that was about five years ago. And it turns out that somebody has been playing in the last week with the INI file and discovered a typo. Uh, where the line was meant to say tether for the uh, for tethering the AI to various things, uh, points on the map and uh, characters and whatnot, they'd spelt tether with an A, as in feather. Uh, right. And somebody modified their any file to uh, remove the A and then ran the game, and the AI worked. <laughs> so, so, for, so for five years, this game has been getting... Just an absolute scathing from everybody, and the entire thing was down to somebody accidentally putting one too many characters on a single line of code that wasn't even buried in the game. It was just a, a user editable file. Blimey! So many people have lost. So many people lost their jobs. Everybody yep. started hating aliens games. Well, they, they could have started by firing the QA guys, I reckon. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. Um, some of the earlier builds that they showed off didn't have any of the problems that ended up in the final game. So. Um, presumably the QA guys had done their job but it was just when it was all packaged up and presumably they'd written an any file by manually again I don't know but um, somehow they'd ended up with the wrong one in there but yeah <laughs> wonderful yeah, so that so. is uh, my my exciting story for the week that's good it's just so entertaining e- even <laughs> better is that in in these days of like tens of gigabytes of patches this literally was what one byte Yes, <laughs> one, one one bite broke the whole game for five years. Brilliant. And, and it's not as if they can even blame autocorrect because it's not actually even a word. So yeah. no. <laughs> no, that's that's brilliant. So there you go. That's that's my news for the week. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I have some some switch news. Um, quite a few. 
bits of Switch news, actually. Um, one of them isn't really news because it's been around for quite some time, but a lot of people probably haven't noticed it, especially people in the West, in that Fantasy Star Online is on the Switch. Yes. Um, and it's free, uh, but you, you can't play it. Um, so... <laughs> So the thing is, so you know how we talked about Resident Evil 7 um, streaming to the Switch? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Well, this works in the same way. Um, oh. In there's a, a, a rack of PCs somewhere, and um, it all streams that way. So I decided to set about with, with the, um, the app on my phone that lets you take photos of Japanese characters and translate them for you. Um, so I set up a Sega account, and I logged into the servers, and I almost started the game... Um, when a message came up in Japanese that said my connection wasn't strong enough um, that the translation may may be slightly off there but um, yeah it turns out it's a, it's a big problem that it seems to misdetect your wireless connection as not being strong enough when in actual fact it's because you're halfway around the world um, and so there's a bit of a lag in there and it just won't let you start the game for some people apparently it seems to work quite well um, but 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 randomly just drops out and kicks them out, so you can't really get a full game out of it, which is a bit of a shame. But anyway, if you've got a Japanese um, eShop account and it's easy enough to set one up, um, go on the eShop and download Fantasy Star Online and try it yourself. It seems a lot more logical um, than doing this as a streaming thing than Resi, given that it's an always online game by design. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. It's true. Uh, and it also means, really, that the lag is... is is going to be reduced really because every all the servers are local to each other and everything's all done on the servers if you see what i mean there's only the, yeah. the video and the, the controls so that's better um it also means as well that if this does do well and it's been going for quite some time now it appears in in japan and also it's um it's the same game as you'd get on the pc so your account can tra- can, can transfer over from the pc um account um, but it also means that uh, Monster Hunter World may well end up using something similar if they decide to turn that into a Switch game, possibly. You never know. Hmm. So there's that. Um, other online game news for the Switch is that, uh, well, we were kind of all surprised that Warframe is now coming to the Switch. Um, and it's by Panic Button. So they're the people that did uh, Doom and Wolfenstein 2 and Rocket League on the Switch. And we knew there were they were working on porting something to the Switch, um, but I think everyone expected, quite rightly, that it was going to be Wolfenstein Youngblood, um, or possibly, given some of the other rumours, one of the Fallout games, 3 or 4, or New Vegas. And I know some people were mentioning that it's likely to be Dishonored, or Dishonored 2. Um, but no, from out of nowhere, we got Warframe. Um, so in the E3 episode last month, um, I briefly mentioned an expansion for Warframe that they then announced for the PC. And I said that I always thought that Warframe was a tanks and guns war game, but it seems it isn't. And now it's coming to the Switch. I had a bit more of a look into it. And it seems, I'm still don't, not entirely sure what it is, but it seems like it's a free-to-play mishmash of Halo and Destiny and Star Citizen and Mass Effect and the Kitchen Sink and, you know, some other things with ninja robot suit things that you inhabit in some way and can upgrade. Has anybody here played it? No. No? No. Yeah, well, you see, it was completely under my radar because I was convinced it was tanks and soldiers, so didn't even look at it, but it seems it's not. Um, it, I don't think it's still my thing either, but, you know, anyway. Um, but also, when um, Panic Button announced this, obviously people were then when I interviewed them, and when they were asked if they had any other ports lined up for the Switch, they apparently replied with tons, but nothing specific, so hmm. potentially they might still be working on one or more of the other games that people thought they were working on anyway, so we don't know. 
Um, but yeah, that's that's my switch news. Uh, tubes, I got some more, maybe. Yes. Well, there was the um, the initial kind of um, Elite Dangerous Beyond Chapter Two was released. Um, which... Oh, you mentioned this before, the yeah. Yeah, so new ship and new various things to do, and I kind of tentatively started looking at that, and then Capcom went and announced that Monster Hunter uh, Gen on the 3DS, you could transfer your save to the Ultimate versions, coming out in Switch, and then I, at that point, I suddenly realised, well, hang on, I've been, you know, avoiding playing Generations on the 3DS because, hello, Seagulls, because... Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to start again, basically. So once I discovered I could transfer my save, then I just became completely obsessed with it again. And 200 hours later, um, my head is just full of Monster Hunter and it's all I can think about and it's all I know about now. <laughs> okay. So I, I'm basically just a vacuum and probably of no use to anyone today. <laughs> so, so when is... Because when we mentioned it before, I don't think they're given a release date. Is there a release date now for the Switch version? or There is indeed. It's 28th of August. It's appearing. It's actually up for pre-order now. And That's a the... week after Shen, Shenmue 1 and 2? Yeah. Well, that ain't getting bought then. Odd, um. <laughs> it's odd timing, yeah. So the same day as Yaksa Kiwami 2 as well? Yeah. Um, now, this time round, um, th- there's a, a line of sort of fairly popular brackets in Japan, um, Monster Hunter figurines, collectible figurines. Yeah. Um, and if you order the special edition from the Nintendo shop, um, you get a nice little cardboard box along with a randomly selected model in there as well. So it's quite a nice little collector's edition. Best thing about it is that it's it's only about, a, you know, 10 quid extra, um, whereas the last time they did a Monster Hunter box, it was about 50 quid extra. So... Um, that's moving in the right direction. <laughs> what what um, are they figurines of? Um, random, basically. There's uh, the kind of four flagship monsters, some of the more popular monsters like, you know, Diablos and so on, yeah. and a couple of hunter figures as well. Okay. Um, and basically you, you just get a randomly selected one out of the 10 or so that are available. Um, and they're not Amiibo? They are not. Well, as far as we know, they're not Amiibo. Um, nothing has been mentioned about that at all but uh okay and off the back of that i mean obviously there's a whole slew of kind of new fans come on board after monster hunter world um and off the back of that capcom have said that um they do intend developing a switch specific title as well um they they've they've ruled out basically world in its current form ever Mm -hmm. appearing on the switch um, but they have said that they want to develop a, a new title specifically for the Switch um, rather than, you know, Generations is... It's kind of Monster Hunter Generations++. plus plus. Um, the Ultimate Mode obviously includes uh, G-Rank, which the 3DS version doesn't, and G-Rank is about 60% of the game, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but it's also by far the, the largest title they've done in the series um so even if they are just starting out now to develop something new uh, i reckon generations ultimate is going to you know keep fans busy for a while yeah okay um any other news from you or no i think that's me okay um luffer anything 
Yeah, the only thing I really had was that it was a few weeks old now because I wasn't on the last podcast, but Steam have decided they're no longer going to manage their library in their store. So they're basically going to allow everything in. Okay. So if it wasn't bad enough already, now you can get some real crap. Uh, yeah. So it's just a free-for-all, basically. Dump, Pretty dumping much, ground. yeah. As long as, apparently, the only rules now is that it mustn't be illegal. So anything, <laughs> that's, anything else is fair game. Okay, so does this mean they're also having... Um, because uh, there's some games, certainly games that I would never play, but some games on there which are um, slightly censored versions of games. Does that mean that they're still going to need to be censored, or are they opening that up as well? Uh, I think the only restriction is that you can't have pornographic content in virtual reality. So oh, right. If it's not VR, I assume it's entirely fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> this all comes to the back of a game that was released called um, Active Shooter, which was basically a first-person school shooting simulator. Yeah. Um, and initially, there was a lot of campaigning saying how horrible it was, rightly so. Uh, and Valve said that they'd take it off, and then they changed their mind and said, you know what, we can't be bothered to manage this anymore, just go for it. Okay. So, so uh, th- there's, there's not going to have like community moderators or anything on there, or it's just... I, I haven't seen anything about moderators. Moder- moder- moderators yeah. so i i don't think there's any kind of uh checks at all now in place blimey so you don't even have to get you don't even have to go through anything to say like you have to tick a box to say yes i agree that my thing that i've uploaded doesn't contain any of this content and then somebody can then report it at some point in the future that it does you know like on um various official forums for things and stuff like that where you're not supposed I, to I mention think a, i think you can still as a community you can still report things all right um, but I don't think they'll be anywhere near as active in following up on that unless it's illegal. Yeah. I wonder why this... I mean, this is presumably... They, they, this is why they got rid of the whatever the green light system and whatever. So just just dump everything on there. But I wonder why the reason for this is just, just too un, unmanageable. They just don't have the staff. They couldn't care less. They... I, I think the reason is that if they do something, then they're either seen to be taking a stand with the alt-writers who want to play high school shooters and will complain about censorship of free speech right. and normal people. Okay. Um, so so and, rather and, than have rather than have a backbone one way or the other. Yeah. They they basically said hate speech is fine because we don't want to get involved. Oh yeah, it's yeah. nothing to do with us. They're just yeah. using our system, but it's nothing yeah. to do with them. Right. Okay. I can't see that going wrong any point in the future. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, brilliant. Okay. Well, I mean it's hard enough to find especially somebody who doesn't really go onto Steam for anything apart from when they're pointed at bargains for games that they want might want to buy but never play. It's it's a nightmare to try and find anything on there that might interest me in the first place. But if it's just going to fill up with junk, it's it's pointless, <laughs> surely. Yeah, I mean, hopefully some the good stuff will still service at the top in the recommended store pages. Yeah. Because the popular stuff will still rise above all the crud. But the fact that it's there in the first place is pretty disappointing. Well, the problem is, is that, um, it, you know, there's there's been a few times where I've gone, had a look, and just, you know, new releases sort by popularity and at least 50% of the first couple of pages are virtual girlfriend simulators from Japan. <laughs> yeah. So, you know... <laughs> And of course, you know that the the people who um, not that they want this school shooter simulator on there, but they they would like to see it do well because they know it annoys people are going to band together and vote it up high, and it's going to end up being at the top of lists just just because you know. Yeah, and of course, Steam will benefit from this because they still get their cut of all the sales. Yeah, so so they're all just sitting back in their chairs watching the money roll in while they do literally nothing. 
it's it is a bit infuriating because uh it wouldn't be so bad if there was a dependable reviewing system there um that would allow you to kind of sort the wheat from the chaff but um steam reviews have been so much weaponized over the past 18 months you know some some developer says something on twitter to unleash a baying twitter mob and before you know it the reviews for their title have just been hammered um i suppose we're going to have to rely on curators that you trust really from now on um and god forbid the gaming press <laughs> well yeah i suppose um yeah oh well <laughs> yeah or the podcast you're listening to now yeah well exactly so so there's there's going to be a big pile of um of, of dross that we'll be uh, recommending <laughs> i'm sure so okay well that's uh, I, I kind of saw it happen but i still thought they'd have valve would have a bit more hands-on than than that but okay well we'll we'll see what kind of uh tire fire it ends up being in a few few months time i mean it's not like they're it's not like they can be short of cash for staff really no although they they they, they lost quite a few fairly recently but then as we mentioned last time they've they've bought uh i can't remember even who it is now campo Pe- santo that's right yeah um but then I suppose that's with their purpose of making games again, rather than just being a storefront. So, mm. Mm. oh, I've longed for the days when Valve made games. Yeah, yeah. It's because they can't count to three, isn't it? And then the, that's where they've got to. <laughs> well, when was the last time that they actually made a game that wasn't the studio they bought in? Was it Half Life Two? I don't know. Did did um? Because no, Portal was a studio, wasn't it? They bought. Well, they brought in yeah, because that was the people who made Nabacula Drop. They bought yeah. them and got them to make Portal. They got in Turtle Rock to make Left 4 Dead, um, and I don't think they've put anything out that wasn't with a studio that they bought with the express purpose of making a game since Half Life Two. No, haven't they done some card game? Uh, oh yes, they did. I can't remember what it was but, did they, but did they buy somebody in to do that? They Probably, have done. Yeah, almost certainly, because yeah. nobody at Valve makes video games anymore. No, it's just so Gabe Neal sitting there, just just looking, looking yeah, at just yeah. just watching money appear. Exactly, yeah, yeah, just comes out on his lap, as it were. Um, okay, Play. let's start with tubes. Oh well, it all got turned on its head because of the the whole Monster Hunter thing. Um, so I will briefly cover off what I have been doing. Um, I have been um, tinkering around with Dwarf Fortress because there's a, a new update for that. And that managed to consume a few hours of my life until my fortress was once again eaten by were-badgers. Um, As it is, yeah. Yeah, that's, it, it happens. Um, is this... So, so I mean, I've, I've played dwarf fortress quite some time ago and really couldn't get into it because it was horrendously complicated it's and i know yeah i know once you've learned it and everything but back then it was still all ascii characters is it still all ascii characters or do you play it with you know as a um with tile sets with tiles yeah um, i actually play it with ascii characters because i have um i have a monster server that um has it running in a screen session um, <laughs> right it's, it's so that because the 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 map is so big yeah. Um, it's an established fortress that um, it really needs the benefit of a 16-core machine with 32 gig of RAM. Um, <laughs> just to, just to, to show to, some symbols on the screen. Just for those ASCII characters. I mean, when you're when you're you're uh, when you've got a population of a couple of hundred dwarfs and you're simulating them down to the organs, um, eventually you do need a bit of CPU grunt. Um, so I still play it with ASCII characters. Um, although there are some really nice tile sets out there. Um, the O'Reilly and Associates do publish quite a nice book um, on how to play it, which is good. Uh-huh. Um, 
it's uh, it's a wee bit out of date now, but it gets the basics there. But uh, yeah, it's it's um, it's fun in an infuriatingly opaque kind of way. So, so how long have you been playing this one game? Oh, um, about four years. Blimey. <laughs> yeah, I just I just dip into it from time to time. Yeah. Um, because it, it is a bit of a, a kind of time sink, uh, really. But um, yeah, it's fun just to fire it up every now and again and uh, let it run for a few hours and see what happens. Is is it not incredibly easy to just make a couple of mistakes and lose the lot? Or is yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's so this fun. So this four-year-old game that you got running just just if you know the phone rings. <laughs> yeah. Well, but or is the, it turn-based? Uh, no, no, it's um, it will run in real time. You can pause it oh, okay. um, at any time, so right that's on. that's not too bad. But uh, yeah, I mean it um, it just kind of chunters along, simulates itself. But the good thing is, is if your fortress does get wiped out, you can then go and play it as uh, as a roguelike and go and you know raid your own fortress and try and you know recover all your stuff, which is fun. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I've also been playing a bit of Death Road to Canada, which is uh, another kind of roguelike. Um, it's quite like Oregon Tale. Um, it's mm-hmm. on the Switch, um, and it's got some great humour. Um, it's always different. Loads of procedurally generated stuff. Um, although you can save characters and have recurring characters coming into it. Um, one of the good things is if if you create a bunch of characters, but you don't use any of them, then they can actually appear later on in the game as NPCs, All which right. is which is quite nice. Um, but the biggie is Monster Hunter Generations on the 3DS. Um, when I left off, I was about halfway through low rank quests. I think it was about four star village quests. Um, and I stopped playing when they officially announced that uh, the Switch would be getting a version. Um, picked it up again when the kind of save transfer thing was announced and uh, have been obsessively creating spreadsheets of bits of monsters that I need to carve off to make armor and um yeah i remember it's, um because the last one i played properly was uh the one on the wii u so that's three ultimate i think yeah um yeah. and i remember there was a website that had this really flashy kind of um tell it what things you've got and it will tell you what else you need in order to get various things so you could do away with the spreadsheets generally yeah does that exist still i'm sure they must have as far as i'm aware it does yeah um i've always i've always tended just to um use a spreadsheet on my phone because a lot of the you know a lot of the parts you can get fairly quickly so kind of going off to find a web browser to do it um always took me away from the game yeah um but you know it's a valid way to do it no well i used to Um, use it to make a list of like shopping list yeah 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 and then go and then go off and, and do that um but yeah yeah that works as well so um yeah there's been a good few hundred hours put in there finally finished low rank um i'm in the process of getting the last couple of bits for the first set of high rank armor um at which point i'm going to call it done on the 3ds and wait for the end of august um I, I mean, you know, looking forward to a game arriving that I've already got 350 hours sunk into is um, a bit strange, but, you know, that's that's the Monster Hunter life for you. Sure, at least you can um, carry stuff over. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What it has meant, though, is that um, I've completely stopped with Monster Hunter World um, simply because, although it's more or less the same game, 
the kind of small quality of life adjustments they made um, getting used to that on the PS4 it was really interfering with my play on the 3DS um, because my timing was just way out a lot of the weapons timings are a lot more forgivable um, in Monster Hunter World um, certainly things like you know sharpening taking potions that kind of thing are all way more forgivable yeah um so yeah i was finding that when i went to play in the 3ds i was just getting murdered within minutes of starting but uh so that's probably going to be me um for the next um few weeks um i have been tinkering around just for an hour or so with quite an interesting little indie title on steam called rise to ruins okay um which is currently i think three quid or thereabouts um and it's a lot like dwarf fortress um except it has nice pretty graphics and it has menus and it has you know consistent key bindings where you don't have you know vi keys for navigating some menus and cursor keys for navigating others um it's it's well worth a look if you if you want to play a dwarf fortressy type game but you just don't want the curve um, it is still brutally difficult, but it's brutally difficult in an easy to understand way. Yeah. Um, so it's a good, it's like a kind of nice combination of um, tower defense and city building and resource management, uh, and it seems to work quite well. But uh, that that's pretty much me for uh, for play. Okay. Um, right. Well, I'll go next. <coughs> um, before I mention the games I've been playing fully properly for a long period of time. Um, I just want to mention, so there is a, uh, a woman on Twitter called uh, Indie Gamer Chick, who some of you may or may not follow. Um, and something that she does quite frequently is give away loads of codes for indie games. Um, and a few years ago, it was mostly stuff on Steam for obvious reasons, but um, she's managed to get codes for all different regions for consoles and stuff as well. Um, for the last few giveaways and there's no it's not a a contest there's there's no um uh you don't have to enter pretty much everybody who requests a code gets a code until she runs out um and what she gets out of it or what the indie gamer community the indie developers get out of it is obviously feedback and people talking about the games and so on so with that in mind um i picked up two games from her um last week uh, one of which is Mutant Muds Collection for the Switch, which is three games in one. It's the Mutant Muds platform shooter sort of game um, that used to be on the 3DS, uh, which I did play on the 3DS, couldn't complete because it was too hard um, at the very end. Well, that's the thing, I completed every single level, and then after you've completed the levels, it says, oh, actually, you need to collect all the items in all the levels as well, otherwise you can't finish the game. So these things that you thought were an optional challenge turns out to be, no, you have to do them. Um, So that was a bit hard for me. And in this collection, you get the sequel to that as well, which is even harder. Um, And then you get a um, kind of a bonus game, which is a uh, well puzzle game thing. So you drop blocks into a well, like columns, Tetris type thing. um, And then uh, you blow up rows and columns with other items that you drop into there and it's actually that that i've spent most of the time on it's it's quite good fun it's quite simple and uh it's nowhere near as hard as the platform um games so uh, i don't know if anybody else picked up mutant muds at all on the 3ds it was really cheap for quite some time i think um no no okay <laughs> um but aside from that there's another game called quest of dungeons 
which is a roguelike. Um, in fact, it's very, very similar to Yodanji, which I've mentioned before, which is the yokai roguelike thing on the Switch. Um, but this is brilliant. I mean, I like Yodanji, but this is um, much easier, which is a good thing. Um, you can play it for a lot longer without dying. Um, you, it seems a lot simpler in that you don't have to collect certain... Uh, like in your dungeon, you collect scrolls that just appear randomly throughout the dungeons and quite often you'll have got to the bottom of the dungeon you haven't picked them up because you've missed a room and you have to go all the way back up again. It's not like that. You basically progress at your own pace. There are bosses on the levels which are mostly optional. Uh, there are quests you can do on the levels which again are optional. It's worth doing them because you get better loot and better weapons and money and stuff but you don't have to. Um, and in actual fact I completed it on my second go. But then it unlocked another set of levels and it turns out there's four sets of levels. Um, but yeah, it's really good. It's, it's pretty basic graphics, probably 16-bit maybe um, graphics. There's not an awful lot of animation, but it's quite a lot of fun. So <laughs> that's me talking about those games to fulfill the requirements of getting a code. Um, <laughs> but I should say it's well worth following Indie Gamer Chick on Twitter if you're, you're up for that kind of thing. Obviously, they need the feedback in return. Occasionally, she puts questionnaire up as well. There's some questions to ask about um, how you play uh uh, indie games you know how often you buy them whether you tend to buy them at full price or not or whatever and so you know just giving some feedback to the community but anyway it's worth doing that she's also asking for um she uh well i say suffers from but she's not really suffering it's more she lives with um epilepsy and there's an um epilepsy charity which she's asking for donations for as well um it's on her twitter feed or whatever at the moment so that's that um but other than that, games have been playing for a bit longer than, than just from last week. Um, and the main one is uh, Chibi Robo Ziplash, which I picked up on the 3DS with the amiibo that goes with it that appears to be mostly useless. Um, ages ago, it was really cheap in Argos or something. So other people here have played other Chibi Robo games, I'm assuming. I'm sure you have tubes, maybe. Maybe uh, I'm misremembering. Yes. There were some on the GameCube, there was one on the DS, there were some other ones on the 3DS. But um, yeah, I think it was a cube I played on. Yeah, well, this isn't like those. So um, <laughs> it's it's a better than average platformer with a decent gimmick. So it's the the, the zip lash of the title, um, and it's got a few utterly baffling, but thankfully not game ruining design choices. Um, so it's cute and twee and stuff like that. It reminds me a little bit like Pikmin, but I think that's because of the scale of thing, because your robot's only tiny and you pick up rubbish and stuff. Um, so you navigate all the usual platformer-themed worlds like grass and ice and lava and sand and stuff, and the six worlds with six levels and a boss in each, so it's not incredibly long. Um, but the levels are pretty varied, and some of them are, um, they go off a bit, something a bit different. So there's um, a couple of levels where you're on a skateboard, um, there's a few more where you hang from a bunch of balloons um, and you kind of control your ascent and descent a bit to dodge stuff. A bit, bit like balloon flight, maybe, but not quite. Um, and then there's some that take the form of a jet ski obstacle course, which reminds me of Excite Bike. Um, so there's that. Um, but the main part of the platforming things, uh, you both attack and navigate with this thing called Ziplash and a similar attack called Whiplash. So Chibi Robot, he's a robot. And he has got a um, uh, a cable with a electrical plug on the end, um, and he uses that as a as a whip basically. So he swings it around his head and, and, and hits things with it. But he can also stick it into um, various coloured blocks. 
So he can use it to trip switches, he can use it to collect things, or he can use it to swing from the ceiling or to navigate various places. Okay, one of them is a short um, kind of throw, and the other one he can uh, extend it greatly throughout the level by picking up um, power ups and then shoot it off and like bounce off walls and, and whatever um, to solve puzzles and, and stuff. Okay, so that bit that's all great, um, but there's two really strange design choices uh, which I can only assume were there originally because uh, they they were going to have the game as a freebie and have in-app purchases um Ooh. but at the last minute they stripped them out uh, otherwise I, I can't see any reason why they're there so the first one is um when you reach the end of the level um you uh, have to spin a wheel and the wheel has got six segments on it and those segments have numbers from one to six usually there are only ones and twos and threes and whichever number you get that's how many levels you move on so you finish level one and you spin a two and then you move on to level three, skipping out level two. And you think, oh, that's great because it's harder to get the two and the three and you can finish the world by skipping levels. But it doesn't work like that because when you pass level six, you start at level one again. With me? Kind of. Say that again. Right. Okay. So you, so, you, <laughs> so you spin a wheel, which has got six segments and there are numbers on the segments. Okay. Whatever number you get, that's how many, how many levels you skip. Okay. Okay. So if you get a one, you just move on to the next level. If you get a two, you skip a level and go on to the level after that. If you get a three and so on. Okay. I'm with you so far. Right. And when you go past six, it loops round back to one again. So there's six levels in total. So there's six levels. Now here's the thing. You have to complete all six levels to get onto the boss. So what's the point of skipping levels? You could understand mm. it. Yeah, you could understand it if it was um, if it was like you reach the end of the game quicker because you've missed a load of levels because you've managed to be good and get threes every time. Yeah, but it doesn't work like that. So there is no reason to get anything other than a one to get onto the next level. So if you skip a level, you have to play them all the way back round until you get back to the one you skipped. Yes, and here's the thing: if you land on a level you've already done, you've got to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> do Do you get paid for playing this? Uh, no. So, so but basically, but what you can do is you can um, spend money that you've collected during the game to buy segments for the wheel of any number that you choose. So all I've been doing is um, is is just buying segments to close off the twos and threes and just have ones. So you're guaranteed to go on to the next level. Yeah. Uh, which, it's, it's, but the, the the coins are plentiful. <laughs> so why why would you not just do that all the time? Well, I don't understand how that'd work in a micro payment transaction. Well, because. You know. If you were paying for coins, you could then buy the segments to mean that you'd be able to go on the levels you want rather than the levels you don't. But you've got to do them all anyway. You have, but what I mean is you wouldn't have to redo them or you wouldn't have to loop around because you would always get whatever number that you wanted to land on. Right. Okay. So otherwise I can't see the point. You can just keep doing redoing levels and getting coins. Okay. Except, and this is the other thing, the coins in the game. So there's loads of them everywhere, um, but... All it seems you can do is you can buy wedges for the wheel, you can buy batteries, which essentially act as extra lives, um, and you can buy like a jetpack that means if you fall off the bottom of the screen, you get shot back up again for a short period of time so you don't die. <clears throat> and that's it. <clears throat> Except for then there's a, um, a, there's a capsule machine. So like in Shenmue, you feed some coins into it and you get a little model of Chibi Robo in various poses or some of the baddies or collectibles or whatever else, Okay, and you can collect those. And it seems there's no other use for the coins whatsoever. So, of course, I buy as many wedges as I want. Um, I fill up with lives. Not that you really need them. It's not that hard. Um, and then just spent loads and loads of money buying all these capsule toys until I got fed up because it spends it, it takes so long to actually um, 
uh, to actually buy it because of the animation and then it tells you what it's doing and all this kind of thing okay and that's all fine until you get to the very last level and you beat the very last boss and then you get told you need about 20,000 coins in order to buy all the upgrades necessary which didn't exist previously in order to actually face the final boss so you've gone through the entire game going, oh, I've got all these coins, what am I going to do with them? I'm just going to use them. And then you get to the end and then you have to go and play loads more levels again that you've already done to rebuild coins or in-app purchases, which they've taken out. It's just nonsense. So, Or you could play a good game instead. But it is a good game. That's the thing. It's a good game with these two <laughs> completely nonsensical things that they've stuffed in there to get in the way of it. And that's exactly how a lot of mobile games with in-app purchases work. Yeah. It's a great game, but you've got to keep paying otherwise it becomes a terrible game and this is exactly that only they've taken that out of it and it doesn't quite work they should have taken out the wheel as well or they should have i, I don't know not had this nonsense at the end where you have to go back and also what kind of what kind of if this this was real it's not because it's a game but if this was real what kind of world ending calamity would would they go oh well you can beat the final boss if you've got these things but oh no you have to buy them i mean the world's <laughs> going to end the world's going to end but you know it just doesn't make any sense. Um, I just got to the end. Of, what I need all these? This this is nonsense. So I had to put it away, and then a few days later, came back, and then said, "Right, okay, fine." You know. Anyway, so it's a great game with that nonsense in it. Now you know you can go and play it, and know not to spend any of your money until you finished it, and then you can spend as much as you like. There you go. So you don't just come for the game chat; you come for the um, the, the lifestyle tips as well. Anyway, so that's that. But that was that was it. Was a good game, sort of. Um, another game I've been playing is called the Count Lucanor, which is, um, I thought it was a more puzzle based Zelda sort of game. And, and I kind of went into it not really understanding what game it was, or at least I did understand it. And then when I got in and played it, it's not the game I was expecting it to be. So um, a, a lot of the problems I had with it were my fault for not researching it properly. But it's because it's got nice pixely graphics and it's a bit quirky and creepy and. I don't know. Um, anyway, so... Well, so I mean, in your defence, it does say that it's a pixel game inspired by Zelda and Silent Hill. Yes, that's true. The Silent Hill, I wasn't so... Nah, but inspired by Zelda. I don't know why it's inspired by Zelda, because there's no Zelda bits in it. Um, so it's it's a creepy um, adventure game, uh, sort of like a grim fairy tale, and it's got lots of stealth sections and no combat at all. So uh, you're a 10-year-old boy, and uh, you leave home to find the fortune, and that's it. That's Zelda gone there is no more zelda um that's just <laughs> and you end up in a castle um where you have to find the name of a kobold um in order to become the new count of the castle and inherit all of his treasure and in order to do that um you have to get uh letters for his name um and there are lots of rooms in the castle and solving a puzzle in each room uh, they're mostly simple puzzles as well um you get a letter of the name and you get them all and you put them in the right order and then spoilers um, so that's all kind of fine, but aside from the fact that you walk really, really slowly, like really, really slowly, um, especially when you have to get from one place to another and there's no reason to make it slow, it just takes ages. Um, that's a bit of a pain, but the stealth bits themselves are rubbish. And and I'm wondering if, if now, given what was being said about Aliens Colonial Marines, whether there is actually a typo in an innie file here somewhere because um, the AI f for the um, stealth bits, f for the, the things you're hiding from, is rubbish. 
Um, they've got terrible pathfinding AI, so they just wander randomly and end up in corners or walk into walls, or they just stand in your way and won't move, and you can't go around them, and you have to wait for them to move. So you have to kind of kind of coax them towards you, and then you get caught anyway. So that's rubbish that bit. So I hate stealth bits generally, but making them worse because the programming is rubbish—that's just stupid. So anyway, but it's got a man in it who's also a pig, um, and he's naked most of the time, crawling around on the floor looking for corn. Um, if you like that kind of thing, I hate um, that happens. There's there's a there's a goat herder in it who enjoyed having his own head cut off by his own red-eyed demon goats. Um, there's a donkey corn. Um, so that. <laughs> Um, so I'd say I was disappointed by the game, but it was cheap, and I can't really complain too much about the type of the game because I didn't actually find out before I started playing. Um, yeah, it, does, it does look quite interesting. Yeah. It will appeal to a lot of people, and it kind of appealed to me. I think it was just a case of I went in expecting something a bit like, a bit like Zelda, or a bit like um, maybe Kamiko, or a bit like um, you know something like that, and it wasn't at all. It was it was puzzles, none of which were very taxing, and you know that, that and it was it was quite short it was, it's got multiple endings um what's sorry yeah. what sort of puzzles are we talking about are we talking about like um point and clicky take this item to this person puzzles S- some of them about? are a bit like that some of them are really simple so there's there's a bit where there's a broken ladder and you need to go up the ladder and in another room there's a ladder so you get the ladder out of the other room and put it in that room so okay. some of them are quite simple like that some of them are um, or one of them is, is uh, there are four things in it. I won't say what it is, but the four things in a room and four switches, and you have to flick the switches in the right order in order to do a thing. Um, so you know that sort of thing, but nothing really too. So taxing. they're kind of they're puzzles within the game rather than mini games that are the puzzles. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So uh, and there's not that many of them, and there appears there's an, there's there's four or five rooms that I didn't even touch that that apparently you can go into and find an alternative way of finding out the. Um, this guy's name that you need to apparently you can go in there and overhear a conversation where he he says he's not Rumpelstiltskin by the way which is um, <laughs> what I was expecting um, but yeah um, so again it's it's a good game but it's not what I was expecting so as a result um, it's my fault I didn't enjoy it really so others probably will and finally um, I've been playing the best game of all time which is um, do you know um, the company Jupiter who they they made Mario's Picross and Mario's Super Picross and Picross DS and Picross E and Picross E2 and Picross... Did these ring any bells? E3 and Picross E4? No, but I'm going to guess the game you've been playing is Picross. Yeah, yeah. So how did you get that? That's uncanny. Yeah. So basically, they've made an awful lot of Picross games. It's the same game over and over again. Some of them have been skinned, so there'll be Mario skinned ones, and there's a Zelda skinned one, and there's a Pokemon skinned skinned one, and so on. Okay. Now they've done a Sanrio characters one. So that's um, Picross with Sanrio characters as the puzzle pictures. So, so there's two things here. The first thing is I've never played a Precross game, so I don't know what that involves. Wait, you need to sort that out. And the second thing is I have no idea what Sanrio characters are. Right, okay. Well, the Picross one, I'll tell you first, it's like a cross between um, Sudoku and Minesweeper. Okay. Okay. So you've got a grid, and then along the sides of the grid and along the top of the grid are a load of numbers, and those numbers tell you that there will be... So if the numbers are, say, five and then three, you will know that there's a group of five squares you have to fill in together and a group of three you have to fill in together and at least one space between them mm-hmm. okay and then that's it basically you you just figure out all that and then the, the you get a picture at the end of it in the grid 
Okay. Uh, right from the yeah, from whatever you've selected. Yeah. In that. Yeah. yeah. So it's a similar kind of logic that you would have with um, Sudoku, sort of. So uh, kind of halfway through, can you figure out what the picture is and then start filling in without working out what the. Sometimes you can, yeah, but you get penalised. Well, actually, in this version, you don't get penalised if you make a mistake. It just it just comes up and goes, oh, you made a mistake, but we've corrected it for you. Um, or you can turn that off. Um, but other other games in the series, you get penalised with time. So they take um, an increasing amount of time off each time you make a mistake. But in this one, it doesn't seem to do anything like that. But this one is obviously aimed more at kids or people like me who like Pacross and Hello Kitty. Um <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so the Sanrio characters bit then. So that's people. Uh, that's um, Hello Kitty and Choco Cat and My Melody and no, Hello Kitty. You've heard of surely. I've heard of Hello Kitty. Okay, so imagine lots of other characters that aren't Hello Kitty but are a similar style, and some of them are cats or frogs or dogs or whatever. Right. It's them. So yeah, you don't really need to know in order to play it because it's just Picross. Uh, and in actual fact, if you were going to get into Picross, you'd probably get one of the other Picross games because it teaches you um, a little bit better and it penalises you more if you get it wrong. So, um, But it's it's a good game anyway and it's quite cheap. Anyway, so this is on the 3DS um, and that's it. So, but uh, it's excellent. Um, don't judge me. Um, but it's, it did make me kind of sad that there hasn't been a port of the best GameCube game to the Switch yet, which is Hello Kitty Roller Rescue, of course. It is, in fact, the best game. It yeah. is the best game on the GameCube. It is mind-bogglingly violent, though. Well, it is, because you mallet things to death. <laughs> you do, you bludgeon them to death. It's all blunt instruments. It's terrible. It is, yeah. It's, it's basically like roller games, but with hammers. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's all I've played. And um, if you if you like to wake up, um, because I bored him to death with um, Picross chat, uh, Zoe is now going to tell us what he's been playing. I have. I've been playing very, very little. Um, I've bought a lot. It's been a very much a game-buying fortnight. I've bought loads of incredibly bad games. Well, they might be bad. I've not played them yet. Um, but some Have of you been on recent... the Steam sale? I haven't been on the Steam sale. I've been hanging around in CEX, which is bad for you. Ah. But there's also a lot of great things that you forgot existed or weren't sure existed that could be had for 50 pence. So I've been buying the likes of Passport to Prague on PSP, which appears to be an interactive Lonely Planet game. Um, I've, okay. I've never been to Prague and have no immediate plans to go to Prague, but I was curious to see what it was. Um, and it's also I, 15 years out of date now, probably, as well. Yeah, I'm sure. But I, I also bought uh, another PS2 classic for 50 pence called Let's Build a Soccer Team, which I'm <laughs> very, very excited to play. I, th- I think I've played that. Let's build a it looks so bad. It, there was um, a whole series of, I think, Let's Games, weren't there? There was Let's Do uh, This, let, Let's let's Be a Babysitter. and let, I don't Maybe. Know, maybe. I mean, I, I love terrible football games. I have a very large collection of terrible football games, and I'm hoping this will go right up there with the Pele and Ryan Giggs soccer on Mega Drive and uh, England international <laughs> football and Chris Kamara street soccer, which will never be beaten. <laughs> uh, I went to Nerg. Uh, on Saturday, Nerg being the Northeast Retro Games show. Okay, uh, how was that? Which uh, it was good fun. Uh, I didn't really play anything. There were a lot of things to play, and I just kind of forgot. I was there with friends, and we spent too much time chatting and drinking, and forgot to actually play anything. Okay, well, so actually, you could no, have gone to the like, pub instead. I, I mainly spent three hours browsing all of the retro markets. Um, I didn't buy too much. I only spent twenty pounds. Okay. I did. Uh, I got. Um, That'll get you a lot of copies of terrible PlayStation Two football games. Yeah, well, I, I bought uh, five PSP games for a pound each, and I'm trying to remember what they were. Crazy Taxi Fair Wars, Mega Drive uh, Classic Collection, mm-hmm. um, Liberty City Stories, 
Championship Manager in FIFA 09 for a pound each. Uh, and then I also picked up New Super Mario Brothers 2 and Super Mario 3D Land on 3DS, £15 for the pair. In very good condition. Which I was that was very, a bargain, very, actually. That yeah. I was very pleased with. Um, and it's the original box art as well, not the uh, horrible budget re-release. Yeah. So uh, I've, I've f- finished 3D Land and sold it and always meant to rebuy it when it was cheap. Yeah. Um, I've never played New Super Mario Brothers 2, so I will give them a whirl. It's surprisingly point. good, actually. A lot of people said that the gimmick of having to collect all the coins... Was was a bit of a pain, but it it is it, it does add something to the game. Actually, you play the levels differently to how you would normally play a Mario game. So yeah, well, I've also been picking up a load of Switch stuff because my Switch has been turned on for a grand total of one hour in calendar year 2018 um, for a, a multiplayer Mario Kart, um, <laughs> literally one hour. Um, so since I am going away for three weeks um, next month, I thought I should probably pick up some stuff to uh, play on it. So I've picked up Golf Story just for you. Good. Um, uh, Mario plus Rabbids. Hang on, see, see Luffy, you, you need you need to get a switch for Golf Story. You see, this is the thing. Yeah, yeah um, every <laughs> podcast I get closer and closer to buying a switch. Yeah. Well, they're cheap if, today. They, if they are on Amazon Prime, aren't they? Yeah. If you happen to have four quid to spend, um, you could do an awful lot worse than buying something called Super Destronaut DX um, from the eShop. Okay. Which is basically imagine Jeff Minter wrote Space Invaders. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. S- send me a link to that afterwards. Yep, I will do. I, I think I still have about uh, a fiver left over in my eShop credit because I uh, bought mine from Zeke. Um, yeah, well, I also if, picked up. If you've got if you've got ninety four p left after that, there's a game called Plague Road. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is it's magnificent. Oh, it's okay. It's so, evil. <laughs> so on on the Rollmock forum. Um, they they asked if anybody would like to take one for the team and buy it and tell everybody about it. So I did that, and um, it's it's not terrible, but it's not worth the twelve or thirteen quid that it is normally. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no. yeah. So it's it's a kind of sort of. Um, it's trying to be darkest dungeon, really, isn't it? Uh, I um, maybe yeah. I, it, to me, it seemed a little bit Fire Emblem and a little bit Pokemon Quest. Well, I also anyway. picked up Mario Plus Rabbids, uh, Fire Emblem Warriors, Splatoon Two, Puyo Puyo Tetris, and Captain Toad. Um, but okay. I've not I've not played any of them yet. I just turned on my Switch to go into the eShop and buy some crap. <laughs> uh, the um, yeah, so Nug was great. Uh, browsed around an awful lot of uh, retro game sellers, ninety percent of whom appeared to have gone onto eBay, looked at the highest price at which an item didn't sell, and decided that's what it was worth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there was just one place that happened to do some uh, very reasonably priced things. So I almost bought a Mint in Box 2DS with Tamadachi Life installed for 30 quid and then decided I didn't need it, which is rare for me. Normally I don't decide I don't need things. <laughs> um, or at least not until after you've bought them. Yeah, well, the only things I actually played whilst there was uh, Virtual Tennis 2 on Dreamcast, which I own, um, and possibly the worst game I've ever played and I say this as somebody who owns big rigs um, a football game on a multi-cart on Vectrex which was the most hilariously broken thing I've ever played Um, two of the buttons did absolutely nothing and then the other two buttons if you weren't on the ball all they appeared to do was freeze your player mid-animation so he would just kind of just lock wherever you were when you pressed the button yeah. There was there was no tackle button. There was one button for kick. If your goalkeeper got the ball, then without you doing anything, he would just immediately throw it straight to the nearest opposition player who would then score. 
So it was very, very hard, and I don't think it was very hard on purpose. No. But I just wanted to play on the Vectrex, and that's what was in it. Yeah, I bet I think, it looked gorgeous, though. Uh, it did. I, I've, I've wanted a Vectrex more than anything else for about 10 years. One day. Yeah. I think they bet on the wrong horse, though, going, going with um, Vector graphics, though. Because they really don't lend themselves very well to most games. No, but they're so pretty. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's probably cheaper than buying an Asteroids arcade cab. Well, probably. Um, uh, so the only things I've actually played are Gran Turismo Sport, which I've been playing because I've been listening to all the podcasts. I've played about 30 hours of it now, and I don't actually know what it sounds like. Um, I don't think I've ever listened to it. Lots of engine um, noises, probably. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they're good now, because Gran Turismo has always had pretty terrible um, sound effects compared to everything else. Uh, it's it's GT, but with, with less stuff. Um, uh, yeah, oddly enough, I've been playing it for about 30 hours. I've seen the end credits and kind of done all of the single-player stuff. I've not actually played any of the stuff that was in the main game. I've only played the stuff that's been added since it came out. Um, right. So I've done uh, a big chunk of the uh, career races. Uh, I've done all of the mission challenges, all of the license test things. and Yeah, it's good fun. Um, I guess it's, it's Gran Turismo. You, if you've ever played one, you know what it's like on the track. Uh, it's kind of like that, but smoother and prettier the menu is differently unfathomable to all of the previous Gran Turismo's versions of unfathomable they, they come up with a new way every time and it's never makes any sense um, and I've also played a few more hours of Horizon Zero Dawn which I really 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 want to like and I just it's still not clicking with me I think I'm about 10 hours in now um, it feels a bit unwieldy doesn't it yeah, there's there's two there's a lot more systems than I was expecting, and I don't like games with lots of systems. Um, if you've got lots of the more menus you have, and the more different kind of subclasses of weapons you've got, my my interest tends to like drift disproportionately to that. Um, so, and there's just an awful lot of things to take in, and I'm not really sure what I'm doing. Um, the fast travel mechanic is not ideal. I guess I'm just. I feel like I would have liked this a lot more had I not played Breath of the Wild first, yeah. which yeah. basically does all of the open world stuff that Horizon is doing, but better. And I, I kind of feel like Breath of the Wild has ruined so many games of this style uh, for me because you just don't have the freedom and flexibility and simplicity that, that Breath of the Wild manages to really perfectly marry depth in systems with ease of use and not having to learn loads of crap. Yeah, but I'll I'll continue to plug away at it. It's uh, it's very good looking game. It plays reasonably well. I just don't always know what I'm doing. And if you go away for a week or two and then you come back and I'm just I, I don't know what anything does anymore. It seems to be one of those games, and I, and I was one of the people who 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 was. Everybody was really excited for it coming out. It came out. It looked fantastic. It got really good reviews. But then a lot of people played it. And went, it's just all right, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Well, I suspect a lot of that is to do with the fact that it came out a month before Zelda did. Yeah. So a lot of people seem to get halfway through it and then left it for Zelda, and then when they came back, went, oh wait, hang on. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> I, I, I can't climb up every surface. <laughs> It was basically just ruined all op- all open world games in which you can't climb up every surface. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, that's me really. Okay. Now, well, we 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 did ask Lafarov to be on the podcast, and um, we, we just assumed really that he was going to play some games, and it turned out that he didn't play any games. Although he has now remembered that he did play some games. So, <laughs> if you would like to tell us what those games are. <laughs> Yeah, well, the first one, I'll start with the one that I played least of, which was the game that 
uh, Tubes actually mentioned in the last podcast I was on, which was Yorkshire Gubbins. Yay! Uh, it's a kind of old-school point-and-click adventure game. Uh, I bought it on Steam straight after the podcast and started playing it. Um, Tubes is probably in a better position to tell you about it than I am, because I didn't actually get to play very much of it. <laughs> but uh, it did seem quite fun. It's very different. You, it's, it starts off when you ruin someone's wedding, and then you have to make it up to them. Um, it's it's very bizarre. That's what I can say that. Yeah. Did, how, how long does it take to finish? Because that often determines whether I play a game on a PC or not. Because if it's if it's like two or three hours, I can probably manage that. Otherwise, no. Well, it's, episodic, I mean, it's episodic, isn't it? It is. It's episodic. And I think, uh, I mean, the, the tutorial episode takes you about 20 minutes. Uh-huh. And... Uh, the, the first episode of the game is about an hour, an hour and a bit, um, depending on whether or not you go and you know try absolutely everything and speak to everyone and so on, um, which I would highly recommend you do because there's some just some great gags in there as yeah, well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's some good humour. The, op- the opening in tutorial is actually very well done, the way yeah. that it introduces you to all the different options you have. That, and it's got a Yorkshire accent, which is just yes. a, a great excuse to... Do it anyway, so yeah. So it's episodic. It, is there still only one episode, or has another episode come out since? Uh, I pass. Think there's two out just now. Okay. Is is? Do we know well, how many developer. there are likely to be, or are they just going to keep going until they run out of? <laughs> I think there was going to be four initially, but I could be wrong there. Okay. Um, the developer has been working on a musical. <laughs> <laughs> what an, uh, an actual musical or a musical game? A musical episode. Oh, I see. Um, which I haven't seen yet, and I'm intrigued to find out more about because oh, no. uh, I think it was done basically for a, a game dev competition, basically. Right. But uh, just the, the game was just so so original, so fresh that uh, I, I do sing its praises, and I'm not being paid to do so. So I, <laughs> I can I can quote from the store page to answer the DK's question about how many episodes there are. It says Yorkshire Goblins is a season pass to our point-and-click comedy adventure. Currently, there's two small episodes. One big episode, with up to four more big episodes, and whatever else we make still to come over the next year. Okay. Oh, hang on. So, so you don't buy the episodes separately? It's like you buy it and then that's it, you get them all? No, you have a season yeah. pass. Oh, so whatever they, whatever they make, oh, there's, currently there's the two small episodes and one big episode. Oh, okay. And then you get whatever else they can be bothered to make over the next year. Ah, uh, okay. And they currently have four planned. All right, well, may, maybe I'll wait until there's a couple more there and then um, go in then, maybe. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, it's, it's very funny. It's a good game. It's had good reviews. So, uh, and it's only what, tenner, is it? Something like that. So, oh no, it's not even that. It's four pounds. Yeah. Four three ninety nine. Okay. So it's well worth it. Absolutely. You it was in the sale it. as well. Was it? Yeah, and uh, apparently did quite well in the sale. Good. Yes, there's that. Um, and the other game that I played quite a lot of uh, is a game called Drawception. Um, and it's it's kind of a cross between Pictionary and Chinese Whispers, if you right. can picture that. Uh, if you want to have a look at my attempts, then you can look up my user profile, which is Lufferov. Although I don't think you can search, so you'd need to go to the direct URL. So I will say it, and you can rewind it and play it again. I'll, to hear I'll what put it. I'll put it is. in the show notes. It's drawception.com forward slash player forward slash one six four zero eight six forward slash Lufferov. Okay. So if you go there, you can see all of my various games yeah um but yeah so it starts off with someone writes a paragraph it'll either be a thing or an action 
Uh, it, I think there's like a 160 character, 100, or maybe 120 character limit, something like that, for you. So you can't write an essay. Mm-hmm. You just get to write a short thing. Um, so one example of my games was Mickey Mouse thinking of a nail. So that would be that would be the first thing you get. And then s- someone else gets given that, and they have to draw it. Right. So then they would draw their interpretation of Mickey Mouse thinking of a nail. But they so, don't. They don't know that that's what you've drawn, or uh, no. So so if the first person creates the phrase, right? They submit that, and that gets given to another player. Okay. You then don't see anything else of that game until it's finished. The okay. person that made it. So the next person gets the Mickey Mouse thinking of a nail caption, and they uh-huh. have to draw that. Okay. They then submit their drawing, and the next player just sees the drawing. I see. Yeah. And okay. they have to say what they think the drawing is. Ah, so then right. they might say, oh, it's Mickey Mouse thinking of a nail, and they write that. Or they might see something completely different. They might not recognise it's Mickey Mouse. They might put, it's just a mouse. Right. Or, or some other interpretation of the drawing. Gotcha, yeah. And there then is... they submit what they think that the drawing is. Yeah, there and is... the next person... <laughs> Sorry, go on. There, there is... Okay, so there's a TV show on kids' TV um, with two guys who are called Sam and Mark, possibly, who, who definitely don't want to be Anton Deck. Right. Um, and they do a, a a game show type thing with two families in it, and they play various games. And one of them is literally this. Is it? Yeah. So they tell that they have the whole family all lined up, and they tell the first person in the family what it is that they want them to draw, and then from then on they have thirty seconds for the next person in the family to draw a copy of what they've seen the first person draw and move along. Right. And the person at the end has to guess what the first person was told to draw. So in drawception, you get one minute yes. to draw your uh, phrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you only, the, other, the other quite nice thing about drawception is it gives you a very limited palette of colours. I think you only get like six colours yeah. to choose from. So it really sort of distills what you have to draw in a fast amount of time. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they can be very interesting uh, and sometimes they can go in completely crazy and wacky directions. I can imagine. Because obviously the next person sees only sees the picture and they have to say what well, that is and so on and so forth. And it goes on for about, I don't know, is it like 12, I think, the game, 12 iterations of this. And, and then at the end you see the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sometimes you, you can be amazed. They'll start as one thing, go completely in the opposite direction, and somehow, bizarrely and miraculously, it'll end right back where it started. And you think, how the hell have you managed to get back on track? It's, it's really freaky sometimes, but it's, it's really good fun. Obviously, if you can draw, it helps. Yeah. Um, I have a tablet, and you'll if you look at the drawings, you'll see the ones I've used the tablets for, and the ones I've t- done quickly on a mouse because they're pretty obvious. Oh right, I, I, the, the way you were describing, I was expecting it to be like a, a mobile game or something. Is it? No, Not no, this is a web browser. It's, it's uh, okay. HTML5, I think. Yeah. Um, and you just you rather use your mouse or you can so you can use a graphics tablet. I've done both yeah. depending on what I had available at the time. All right. So the people you play with, do you do you have to know who they are, or is it just pass you on randomly to someone else? No, or? you. They're public games. You can have friend games. Um, there are certain um, as you get through, you progress through levels as people like your drawings, mm-hmm. um, and the more games you complete, you level up. So I'm currently at level fourteen which means I can play up to 32 games at once and have public games, blah, 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 blah. Um, so as you progress the levels and become more trusted within the game, you can then have friend games with just the people that you know. Okay. So, yeah, so that's Drawception. It's very, very good fun. Oh. Um, yeah, it sounds good. But as, as I said, yeah, it reminds me of this other thing. So, okay. And that's really all I've been playing this month because it's been nice weather and I've been out. I've got a... Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> outside. <laughs> you in can't the big go out blue there. Room. Yeah. There's a big fiery thing in the sky. You can't go out there. Well, the football was on. And the football was on. Yeah, there is that as well. There's a lot of football going on. Yeah, and that's all that there was, football. But I, I will aim to do better for the next time. Yes, you will. You know, you know, we had to kill... We literally had to murder Kendrick in order to get you on. Oh, dear. So, yeah, I hope you're pleased with yourself talking about bloody drawing games. And Isn't that going to really annoy the listener? What, what that Kendrick's not on? Yeah, because the listener seems to like Kendrick's voice for some reason. Yeah, yeah, I think he puts it on. He's got it through a voice changer. He doesn't really sound like that at all. Yeah, I think he's probably a squeaky 12-year-old brummy. Of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... <clears throat> our listener then um who appears to be more than one person i don't know how that happened um we've been sent some questions and the first one is oh everybody's favorite um so this is from hack and he says are you enjoying your new vega plus uh, we thought we were going to get a whole episode without mentioning the vega plus no of course we don't uh, we're not enjoying our new vega plus because we don't have one although i do have a ds which basically is a vega plus because it's can play spectrum games so it's even better than a Vega Plus because you can use the bottom screen as a keyboard as well. So there you are. I did see the outrageously fake-looking prototypes that um, they oh, posted pictures of. So, <laughs> so there've been leaks, leaks everywhere. Um, I, I don't know who's leaking these things. The, the, Wales, Wales is leaking. Is it? Is it? Is well, it well, uh, the uh, leaks the, there are leaks in Wales. The well, oh, I see. No, I thought you meant like I don't know the the Welsh ice cap was melting or something. I don't. Um, yeah. No. I, yeah. Um, so there's been loads of emails and more bank statements and all all this kind of thing and and even um, a recorded audio conversation with somebody uh, have all been leaked and I don't know how it's happening but it, it it would suggest that there is somebody who used to be involved who isn't anymore who still has access to um, Dropbox or something like that that these things have been stored on or or a company email account or something like that. There's also suggestions that the two main people still involved in the vega plus project um suzanne martin and david levy um may have leaked them themselves because they keep going on about being hacked and they're not being hacked but i think they're doing this to prove that they are being hacked and it's all backfired terribly i don't know anyway there's leaks everywhere there's another deadline that's been missed uh indiegogo still say they're investigating recovering money um there was a board meeting <coughs> which was called um and somehow they've um allowed um retro computing limited retro computers limited uh, another month to spin their lies um rcl still haven't been paying uh, anybody anything they haven't um uh, done any more refunds uh, it also seems now that they haven't even been paying their legal fees to their solicitors and now their lawyers are hassling them for money um and still no consoles have been sent out surprise surprise um yeah so no so nobody has a vega plus Thank you. <coughs> I'm, I'm tempted to make one myself now, so if I can get one out before anybody else does. <laughs> um, next question from Lefarius. He says, do you guys think the new Bloodstained game should be like the likes of Castlevania Symphony of the Night instead of an all-new flashy thing? So have we all seen... I mean, it, this this was kickstarted what, ages ago now, but apart from the stuff at E3, have we all seen what Bloodstained yeah. looks like? Yeah. No, I thought it did look like Symphony of the Night. No, it's the same kind of game in terms of gameplay, but in terms of graphics, it's all that 2.5D type stuff um, okay. where everything doesn't look quite right. Um, I don't know. I, ultimately, I don't think it really matters, but 
yeah. I prefer the style of the older ones. <laughs> I prefer the style of the older ones, but that said, the older ones already exist, mm-hmm. and this looking slightly different doesn't detract from them. No. Um, I think it lo- it's, it's quite a refreshing look. It does look a bit odd, but if, uh, if the gameplay is as expected, then I think the aesthetic's going to you know, hold your attention for about five seconds and then the merciless um, obsession to colour in the map will take over. Yeah, as long as there is a map to colour in, I think that should be fine. But well, no. I think you need to, need to look at games like um, the cell shading Zelda and how everyone kicked off, how dreadful it was that we they changed the style of the game and then when I actually played it, it was the best thing ever. Yeah. yeah. But then you also have to look at other things like um, Mighty Number no. 9 and, and how... Because this is to Castlevania what Mighty Number no. Nine was to Mega Man, yeah. Um, and Mighty Number no. Nine looks awful, um, uh, although that it doesn't play that great either, to be honest. But um, I, I don't know. I, I I'm never that fussed really about graphics. I think I'd have preferred it to look more like the older games, or certainly be sprite based rather than this 2.5D. But ultimately, I don't think it's going to matter if it works out quite well. But um, the uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon prequel thing that came out recently that's all done in a NES style um, and is actually a linear Castlevania type game rather than one of the Metroidvania type Castlevania games um, that was really good um, and I, I think they might have shot themselves in the foot a little bit in that an awful lot of people said can we not just have like the main game look like this as well yeah, <laughs> you know, I know you've spent four years like making all these fantastic graphics and doing all the backgrounds and 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 all this, but you could have just done some sprites. Um, so I don't know. You never know. Maybe, maybe there'll be a button you can press or an unlockable when you're finished where you can play the whole game with sprites instead. A bit like the old yeah. Monkey Island games where they remastered them and then you had a button you could press to put you back in the original version. Exactly. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they will. But uh, yeah, and so. Oh, Joe, you didn't mention anything. Any comments on it at all? or? Uh, no, because I've never played Symphony of the Night. Get out. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so we, we've got another question which has come in um, from uh, somebody called Bradley Amiel, or Emil, maybe, or Bradley Emil Julian, who clearly doesn't listen, and he, I think, yes, he's got a beard, so he, uh, probably, um, I, I wouldn't judge, um, who are your favourite Twitch streamers? Well, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't watch anybody on Twitch. What's Twitch? Uh, it's like YouTube, only no, it's full of racists and people. Oh, no, it's just the same as YouTube. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. I, uh, no, I don't. I mean, I stream on Twitch for the sole purpose of recording what I'm streaming and nothing else. I um, I did quite like um, Total Biscuit, who is sadly no longer with us. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, as of As of recently. Um, he was one of the a rare beast on the internet is someone whose opinion I actually trusted. Yeah. Um, but uh, but sadly he is no more. That's true. Um, actually, nobody specific on Twitch, but something I do tend to watch on Twitch is uh, games done quick. Right. So uh, basically, uh, speed runs of games, and the ones I tend to watch seem to be for some reason um, Zelda: Ocarina of Time, Mario sixty four. Um, and what was the other one I've watched for a bit? One of the um, comp- one of the uh, Nintendo sixty four Castlevania games, which are awful. 
um, oh, just God, because yeah. yeah they're awful yeah so I tend to watch those they're quite interesting um, especially when they're doing them kind of a, as a competition so they're racing two people racing but um, yeah no nobody specific on, on Twitch I don't think uh, I've got a, a couple um, well there's one specifically and I'm, I'm trying to find her and I can't um, I don't know if she's deleted a channel um, and I, I can't remember her name um, she played the piano oh, a right. lot really really well um to the point that she was um uh just she she played like an hour and a half long medley of things that were just being thrown at her in chat yeah and it was really quite a sight to behold um but other than that it's mainly just the uh the the sites that i follow um uh, giant bomb easy allies uh there is a, a couple that streams called Bowling Otter. I like them. Okay. Do they just stream any old thing or anything in particular? Or? Um, it's mostly kind of story e stuff. They did all of the Life is Strange. I watched uh, all of their playthroughs of that um, and uh, the Beginner's Guide and that sort of thing. But yeah, uh, yeah, they, they're mostly uh, they're they're a married couple and they tend to uh, just kind of play through single player games with one playing and one watching. But they're. Uh, they they seem genuine and endearing and not like most of the people on Twitch. Yeah. Okay. Problem problem I have with a lot of people on Twitch is they're playing games that either I have no interest in or are games that I have an interest in but would want to play them myself so I don't want them spoiled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're or they're I, either playing uh, Fortnite or League of Legends or Dota. No interest in those. Yeah. Or they're playing a game that I know quite well that I'm quite interested in watching them but they're playing it so badly that I just want to punch them. <laughs> no, I very I've I very very rarely watch um live streams, but if if I've just finished a game, typically something like Life is Strange, yeah. where it had like a big effect on me, then I'll sometimes go and um look up on YouTube or Twitch and watch some playthroughs by some other people just to kind of see what reactions they had. Uh, I I did one with Captain Spirit. Um there was somebody I was watching and they they were getting really frustrated, really angry at the game. Um people were commenting, but nobody was actually um uh, he wasn't responding to the comments, so presumably he wasn't watching them or whatever. But basically, do you know the the uh, power actions that you have? Yep. Yeah, that you need to do in order to finish the game, or at least finish the, the main things it, it you was, have to It do was about it. 20 minutes before I worked out what that was about. Yeah, he absolutely completely ignored all of them. He, he obviously wasn't seeing it on the screen. And you just know that there were loads of bit. I mean, he had like a thousand odd people watching him. They were just obviously shouting at the screen, like, hold down what L2 or whatever it was. <laughs> and clearly he wasn't. <laughs> Um, that was quite funny, but um, very frustrating after a while. And in the end, I just went, you, you're not going to play it properly, I'm not going to watch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my main issue is that, given how few games I've played this month, when I do get the time to sit down at the computer for some fun social kind of things, I don't want to watch other people playing the games, I'd rather play them myself. Yeah. I don't want to use the free time I have yeah. not playing games. <laughs> do, you, do you remember when you were a kid and you used to go to the arcade and you weren't allowed to put any money in or you'd spend all your money. So you'd sit on OutRun and steal the wheel and pretend that you were yeah. actually playing OutRun. Yeah. Well, what you do is you plug your controller into the computer, but you don't actually load any games. You just watch <laughs> Twitch. Watch Twitch. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, of course, all what you do is, is you watch me playing Yaxa Zero on Twitch. Um, yes, talking of which, when's your Game Over Yeah series making a return? Uh, I just do them periodically. Um, actually, these these come, some of the games are done from... Um, uh, indie gamer chick over the over the last year or so um the first time i've played them i've done them as a game over year but they're they're on youtube and it, it's i don't know it, it used to be easier for me to stream stuff that wasn't um a mac or pc game um 
but because of various upgrades and things not having the right cables anymore and stuff not working on later versions of macOS and god knows what else i've got nothing to plug them into to, to actually stream them anymore um so occasional emulators and things like that something if i see um takes my fancy so they're still there i still do one occasionally but uh, for people who don't know, basically I do this thing uh, where I play a game without reading the instructions, without putting any cheats on, um, without even figuring out how to play the thing, and then as soon as I die, that's it, game over. Um, and Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah <laughs> because of the Sega Rally thing, yeah. So uh, some, sometimes um, I could play for several minutes. It tends to be games that have got a really long-winded intro they can go on. I think the longest one I've got is about 50-something minutes. Uh, and the shortest one I've got, I think, is about 12 seconds, um, which I think was either Game Over or Freddy Hardest or something on the spectrum. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but I do do them occasionally. Well, I found her. Uh, Lara6683. Check okay. her out on Twitch. She plays the piano very well. Okay. Um, I did get mildly obsessed with... Do you know, remember when... Um, uh, Twitch started doing uh, stream. You could stream anything, so it was just their real life or whatever it was. Yeah. And the first things people started streaming on there were them eating their lunch. Yeah. Yeah, that was strangely compelling. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I do remember the um, before they kind of clamped down on all of the um, uh, provocativeness that yes. went on place on Twitch. I just kind of went on one lunchtime to see what was going on, and the second highest view channel with about fifty thousand views was um, a Belgian girl in a bikini eating a melon. Of course it was. <laughs> Brilliant. And, and, and people were just throwing money at her. It was amazing. Were, yeah. I was like, I, if I, if I, I, I will happily wear a bikini and eat a melon if, if this is the end result. But I, I tried it and it didn't work. People I, I didn't think, want to give me money for it. No, I think they may call the police. Yeah, it was yeah. a shame. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd get swatted if I tried that. Yeah. Police would just turn up and wonder why I was in a bikini eating a melon. <laughs> Again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, that's all our questions. Lots of I have chat a question, there. actually. Go on. Apropos of nothing, mm -hmm. um, I noticed, um, maybe it's, this is just me not paying attention, but I noticed that um, MotoGP18 was quietly launched on the Switch without any kind of fanfare that I saw. Um, has anyone seen it at all? I, I saw it on the eShop, but I that might have been a little while ago before it was out. But um, no, I don't think there was anything, was there? No, it, it just appeared. And I mean, MotoGP is one of those games where um, frame rate is absolutely crucial and they've spent an awful lot of time on getting the thing looking fantastic graphically. Mm. Um, so I was just kind of interested to... Um, see, unfortunately, the Switch eShop uh, doesn't have uh, anything particularly meaningful in the way of video, and there don't seem to be very many YouTube videos around either. No, <laughs> I've just looked at the review on Amazon. There's one review of it. It says, The main letdown is how astonishingly ugly the game looks. The graphics are terrible. PS Vita quality in handheld mode. Best oh describe it as a PlayStation 4 game. Cover the screen in Vaseline. Everything's so blurry, it's difficult to see the other bikes in the distance. Brilliant. Okay. That, maybe that's good. why they didn't make any. <laughs> so that's on. why there's been no fanfare. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is actually when when was it released? It's quite recently, I think. Yeah. Because because the other thing potentially is that there was um I I don't follow MotoGP or motor racing, but there was quite a high, pro a high profile death. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I think. I wonder whether maybe they they released it without much of a uh, say. A, 
because I, I don't know, you know, because it's related. The same same as they did with. Um, um, I can't remember the name of it now, but you Death played Death Road it. to Canada. Death Road to Canada, yeah. But they delayed yeah. that a couple of weeks, didn't they, because of the yeah. shooting and yeah. I don't know. Just just one thought, but then and I don't know. It's not something I follow, so it's not something I'd look at. I mean, it's entirely possible that 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 they did push it, but maybe in the bike magazines or the bike related websites more than the video game thing. It's one of those oh. things a bit like um, F1 games that um, Luffer maybe you might know that it's the kind of thing that will pe- people who aren't gamers will be into F1 games or people who aren't gamers might be into football games or yeah. you know so I wonder if maybe it's one of those things they found that that their audience literally just aren't really gamers they're mostly just people into bike racing I don't know. Yeah that could be it. Yeah, or they forgot. <laughs> yeah, could be. Or it could be they were just embarrassed by the whole thing, judging by that review. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because one one review on one review on Amazon that'll take them down. That'll sort them out. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if I ever play another MotoGP game, it'll tarnish those perfect memories I have of the MotoGP demo that was on the Xbox Live disc that I must have spent countless hundreds of hours on. I think I did that as well. I never, yeah, never, bought, never bought the was, game. Never it was the I best did. thing in I, the yeah, world. I bought the game off the yeah. back of that. I, I bought the game, but the actual game itself didn't have online. But if you played through the game, then you unlocked the bikes from the game to use in the online demo. So you had a substantial advantage over everybody else. <laughs> um, but no, that was so good. Yeah. And then I, I bought was it MotoGP 06 on 360. But by that time, kind of console online was just a given. And so it didn't really have the novelty value and was missing something. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff with the, the, the early online games. Like I remember Midtown Madness 3. An awful lot of games of Midtown Madness 3, and that was great. But I wonder now, if we went back to that, that would just be terrible. <laughs> I, I think PGR2 is still good. I'm sure, yeah, yeah, maybe. Okay. So, I think that's it. Um, so, thanks for listening, and thanks to the three of you for joining me. Um, if anybody would like to send us any comments or ask us any questions, uh, then you can uh, follow us on Twitter at UGVMPodcast, or you can send us an email, podcast at UGVM.org.uk. Um, if you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can at DK01. Um, anybody else like to plug anything that they, I don't know, <coughs> inviting the general public to um, send the months listed material? Um, Luffer, maybe, start. Well, you can see me on YouTube at Lufferov and also Twitter and wherever else I have an account. You don't know. Just <laughs> I've got various, <laughs> various accounts at various places. Good, good, yeah. I uh, crop up all over the place. And tubes. Um, I'm on uh, Twitter as uh, at John M. Dow. Um, website is www.nellifa.org. Um, and Tubery on Steam and Xbox and everywhere else as well. Okay, and Zoe? I am Simoniac everywhere, and you can now safely follow me because I'm not talking about football. Good, good. Well, we did all unfollow you. Um, uh, <laughs> actually, I didn't see you talking much about football, but then that was mainly because I was mostly avoiding anything to do with football on, on yeah. Twitter. I, I did notice your thrice daily posts of footballs on. It just seemed to be on all the time. I thought I, thought be- I would tell everybody in case they hadn't yeah. noticed. It became the new 1337. Uh, yeah, that's still going. Um, for some reason, I don't notice quite so often anymore at the moment. I was beginning to think that actually the football was coming on because you had posted that because uh, you seem to be slightly ahead of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, but that is why I'm rolling in money now. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I knew the outcome of the final. But um, yeah. So anyway, so that's us then. Um, join us again sometime soon when hopefully it's a bit less hot. And um, yeah. I'll play some games maybe. Yeah, you better do. <laughs> Kendrick could be rolling in his grave. I hope he's not dead. Oh God. Uh, yeah. Or from Birmingham. Or from. <laughs> That's much like being. No, I'm not going to say that because of complaints. Uh, okay. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Farewell. <laughs>